0: Let's go ahead and do some season previews on Stars defenseman Miro Haskinen and Ryan Souter. What can we expect from the Stars' top pairing in Dallas this year? That's next on Locked On Stars. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Howdy, Stars fans, and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Stars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. It's a pleasure to be with you. I'm Joey Erickson, former producer of 105.3 The Fan and voice of the Chippewa Steel. I want to make sure you hit subscribe so you never miss an episode of Locked on Stars. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast as well on YouTube. And first off, I want to thank everybody for the kind words and the warm welcome I received uh, on my first episode yesterday, I could tell everybody was hungry to get locked on Stars back on the airwaves, and uh, it definitely seemed that way. Uh, I appreciate all the the thank yous and, and the warm welcomes. Excited to be here, and uh, let's get going, man. Stars hockey's right around the corner. I could tell everybody's fired up. Uh, that we're back, because it is almost October, baby, so uh, we're getting back into the nitty-gritty thing, so uh, I would love to do some previews here. I think it would be great to start on some player profiles, and let's see how many we can get through uh, before puck drop on, on opening night, and I thought uh, no better way to start than with the Stars top pairing, because uh, there may be some controversy between these two, and Miro Haskinen and Ryan Suter, Uh, And I'm sure we'll get into that uh, a little bit more later on. But uh, this episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. All righty. So Miro Haskinen, first off, Uh, just so you all know, and I can get it out of the way. Maybe some of my personal bias towards Miro Hayes. he's my favorite stars player. Uh, hands down. I have loved him ever since he stepped into the league as a young 19 year old and was just showing flashes on his first shift. And when he scored his first goal, uh, I love this guy. Uh, and I-, I think many of you do as well and-, and share that appreciation for number four. And it seemed like he had his coming out party this year and, you know, people around the Metroplex, we understood what Miro was capable of. And with Klingberg leaving, it certainly helped that Miro was able to take a little bit bigger jump. And, and he came in during a weird time where we had COVID and they had the shortened season uh, in 2021. So, you know, maybe some of those numbers weren't quite what we would expect uh, out of Miro in a full 82 slate. And we finally got to witness that Uh, a season ago past Sergei Zuba for the most points by a defenseman in a single season with 73. That was a franchise record. By the way, are are we going to figure out what franchise records we're going to take? Because sometimes we implement the the Minnesota North Stars one. Sometimes it's just a Dallas Stars franchise record. I feel like we nitpick sometimes. Maybe that's me just being on my soapbox too much, but can, could we be a more little stable on it? Like I'm okay with just Making it a Dallas Stars franchise record. I have no problem with that. We can just completely erase the, the North Stars thing. Uh, we don't really. It seems like the Stars don't really embrace it that much, anyways. Um, but once again, I digress. Anyway, so he had franchise record most a single uh, most assists in a single season was 62, uh, and 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 he just provides so much for the Stars team. He's the single most important player on this roster besides Jake Ottinger because I have high regard for number 1 netminders. But if we're talking Fords and Demon, uh, look at the difference w- without Haskin in the lineup. When, when he's hurt and he doesn't play for a stretch of 5 to 10 games, we've got to see that a couple times. It's just a, a completely different dynamic with the, the decor core because uh, Miro's a one-man breakout, frankly. Uh, he has the puck. More than likely, he's going to find the outlet. He's going to make the right play, the simple play. He's going to get the job done. Uh, And and that's what makes him uh, so valuable to this Stars D group and just so valuable uh, in general for, for the entire team. It's so fun to watch him play because he just has such high hockey IQ. He knows what he he's gonna do with it. He's excellent on the power play. He led the team. she was second in power play points with 34. Jason Robertson does exist. Yeah, I think he had 39 power play points. But Amir on the back end, the quarterback is is just ginormous. And and for the first time, it, it felt like the Stars had a, a number one power play unit in the last few you know the last year that. Was could strike at any moment. I mean, in the playoffs, it was like right off the draw. It's pass, pass, boom, in the opponent's back of the net. And and Miro provides uh, a lot with that. I did want to take a a look at some of the odds as well because uh, I know we can all get aboard the Miro Haskin, Haskin and Norris Trophy award winner. Uh, so, uh, I, I took a look at, uh, the FanDuel odds. He's fourth best currently at plus 750, which I think is pretty good, which is fourth best. Uh, I want to say it's Darlene's ahead of him, Makar, and, and maybe Yossi, believe it or not, but, uh, Miro fourth best odds to win the Norris this year. Uh, unfortunately that award has just, you might as well just make a completely separate award and just do the best offensive defenseman because that's what it pretty much comes down to these days and uh, you know no shots at Eric Carlson like yeah I would take 100 points from the back end a- any day of the week but give me number four over anybody else in the league every single day I-, I think he's the best player on the ice most nights I think he's the best player on the stars for, for what he brings Uh and-, and that's a little personal bias I know maybe some of you would fight me on that for, for the Jason Robertson and stuff but I think he's the most valuable player Besides Jake Ottinger, (laughs) because uh, what he does in the pipes, of course, is pretty much the difference between winning or losing uh, on most nights. So Miro, I I mean, I I think for him to win a Norris too, he's going to have to be somewhere in in the 90-point range. And I think that's very doable for him. And I think he kind of elects to move the puck off his stick first and sometimes I wish he was a little bit more selfish, and, and that's not his innate nature, and I understand that. He's going to look for the the smart play, the 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 option, the good pass uh, over him trying to weave through three guys and get a shot on that. Uh, but if he could have the ability every once in a while to be just a skosh, a skosh more selfish, uh, I think you could see his offensive numbers just – fly through the roof and we saw it last year where uh, you know he doubled his points uh, from the season prior uh, and he continues to get better uh, every single day and uh, we're definitely glad to have number four around for a long long time uh, in a Dallas uniform so so very exciting Uh, I'd love to know your comments on if you think Miro's the most valuable player who else that you have that's kind of in that conversation because he's definitely the most important defenseman and it'll be interesting to see with the influx of some new guys in this d group how it's going to shape up because you know Miro's playing 25 minutes a night Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets up to anywhere in the 28 minutes range uh, and how much load can he really hold because we put a lot uh, on Miro Haskin and uh over the past few seasons, because he's really had to carry the load uh, f- for for the last few years, because they've needed it, uh, and he, he really is that important to the the success of the D corps because he provides a ton a ton of offense on the back end. And Pete DeBoer, uh, he wants that out of his D group. He wants them to be active, get up in the play, uh, not be afraid to to make plays. Uh, at points last year, I thought they did that a little bit too much. But, you know, Miro has free reign to gallop up and down the ice and and do what he does best. So uh, I'm expecting big things out of him. I think Miro gets to 85 points next season. I think he adds to his total, sets a new career high, uh, because I I think the upside's there. uh, And with the Stars' ability to score offensively for the first time that we had not seen in almost eight years, since 2015-2016, with that high-flying offense with Lindy Ruff, he's going to just get so many more opportunities and he is just a killer on the power play and it helps that he plays with phenomenal guys. I, I mean, Robertson and you have Pavelski uh, on your first power play unit that if you just put it to an area more than likely they're going to find the back of the net. And that's a, another point for you. So excited to see him grow. And it, you know, we don't expect much anymore. Sometimes the expectation is almost too high. We just, yeah, there's Miro. You know, weaving through six guys and makes the perfect play. Yeah, that that that's him. And uh, uh, it, it'll be fun to to see another season and he continues to grow. And uh, I don't know if he's reached his ceiling yet. Right? Uh, who knows what his ceiling is? Maybe he is an Eric Carlson type player with a little bit better defensive capabilities, because he is a defensive-minded first defenseman. I, I I and and that's not taking any. Uh, thing away from his offense ability, but he is more concerned, I believe with keeping the puck out of his own net first, and then he's going to go play offense, which I I think is great and everything you want in a a number one defenseman on your team. Alrighty. So that's a look at Miro Haskinen. And, uh, I I think we all have high expectations and, uh, we expect him to meet them. (laughs) He's just become one of those players. And, uh, we, we don't have a, a lot of question marks or concerns about good old Miro. Somebody that we may have some question marks about and uh, it's a very controversial topic, it seems like, uh, around the Stars fan base is Ryan Suter. So let's go ahead. Coming up next, we will uh, talk a little bit about Ryan Suter and what we can expect out of the 38-year-old defenseman. That's next. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by AG1. Our partner, AG1, is the daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. You can wake up in the morning, drink it before your workout or before you're getting ready to start your day, and it covers all your nutritional bases, gives you a boost in energy, and it has a great taste. If you're taking a ton of supplements and you just want the one thing you got to take in the morning, then this is the answer for you. You can set yourself up for success with 75 high-quality ingredients that give you the key daily nutrients that supports energy, focus, and strength. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com/slash NHL network. That's drinkag1.com slash NHL network. Check it out. All righty, let's get into it and talk about the man Ryan Suter. Uh, I know, uh, all of you have probably tons of concerns, uh, about Ryan Suter and, uh, maybe I share some of those with you. Maybe I don't, uh, I'll be completely honest. Uh, so, uh. Stay tuned to find out a little bit what I think about number 20, but also want to remind you to make sure you catch Locked On Stars every single day. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, tomorrow, I'm going to break down some more defensemen, and I'm going to go with a pairing that I think is going to come out of training camp defensively. We're going to go Thomas Hartley and we're going to go Esalen I think that would be a really intriguing pairing, so let's do some season previews on those guys tomorrow uh, as we wrap up your week here on Locked on Stars. Okay, Ryan Suter. Here's my initial thoughts on the 38-year-old defenseman. I am not uh, as much on the bandwagon of get rid of Ryan Suter as probably most of the Stars fan base is. I don't think he's as bad as we really make him out to be. And granted, I know he can be exposed sometimes and look lost and slow. I completely agree. But at the same time, there's a lot of points last season. And in that playoff run where he was probably your second best defenseman, he was really good in that wild series. And maybe he had a little chip on his shoulder going back uh, to a place he'd been for for so many years. And, and in Seattle series, he, he was just fine. And that was really a fast series and at points everybody looked exposed for the stars at that series there's a couple blowouts up and down affairs during that season with the Kraken but I don't dislike Ryan Suter as, as much as everybody else so I hope that doesn't turn too many people away from this podcast uh, but maybe you can hear me out he was the second high scoring defenseman on the team with 25 points which is kind of uh, bizarre to think about I don't think that's going to be the case this year I don't think he's going to play enough to get enough opportunities. Uh, And with guys like Thomas Harderley, who who I'm going to talk about tomorrow, they're going to get more expanded roles and they're going to play more because, well, frankly, they deserve it and the Stars need it. Uh, So Ryan Suter also played the second most minutes. Uh, I I just don't see that happening, even though I think he'll play on the top pairing with, with Miro. And it, it's weird too with the defensive pairings, just due to the fact that the stars have so many lefties. They only have a couple of righties. I, I think Hockenpa and Niels Lundqvist is is the other righty. And Niels didn't play every day towards the end of last season, uh, and Hockenpa kind of found a home with Lindell. But uh, Miro and Ryan have kind of been this pairing that's almost inseparable. They they'll go away. From it for a little bit, and then they're kind of right back together. And also, Miro's easy, right? I mean, he can play with anybody. It's Miro with everybody else, and we saw that during last year's playoff run too. It doesn't matter who you put with four; um, you you can put anybody with him. And and one of the reasons that Ryan Suter probably plays with Miro is due to the fact that Miro is so good, and he can make up for some of those deficiencies that uh, Ryan Suter has. Uh, another thing I, I don't think you can expect to be, to be on the power play anymore, uh, please for the life of me, no more Ryan Souter on the second power play unit. It's a tried it, it's insanity. At this point, we tried it so many times. Uh, if it's one thing he's useless at is quarterbacking a power play. He's not 28 anymore. 10 years ago, you know, I'm all for, it, but we're, we're done with that. We have too much offensive upside from other guys. Uh, you know, they had Miller uh, have a crack at it for, uh, you know, a cup of coffee. And I think they tried Lundquist a few times, but we're, we're done with that. I I think Harley's probably going to get some more power play minutes. I would hope so. Uh, but, but who knows? I, I I'm done with the Ryan Suter on the man advantage. Uh, he's not quick enough. He's not as mobile as he used to and he's just not as good as a distributor. He kind of just would hang around the blue line and would try to rip shots from distance, which which is fine. I understand that's the name of the game at some points, but just the difference going from a guy like Miro to Suter, it, it, it was just a completely different dynamic. The puck didn't move as quickly, and also the second unit didn't get a ton of time because that first unit was extremely good. They were top five in the NHL, so they scored quite a bit, but uh, I, I've had enough. Uh, of Ryan Suter uh, on the power play. One thing that uh, you can't overlook is he, he does bring experience on on the back end, which is it's very valuable for defensemen to have, uh, you know, some skins in the game and he's been around the block. And uh, I know people have their concerns about him in the locker room and kind of how he gels and maybe he's demanding, but Uh, You know, he he fits well, it seems like, and I I don't think he causes as many issues as we'd like to believe. Um, And like I said, I really do believe he was probably the second best defenseman last year, uh, which it's crazy to talk about. I know some guys maybe had some down years. Um, I don't expect him to be the second best defenseman this year. I don't think you want him to. If this Stars team really wants to get to points where they need to be, you want Ryan Suter maybe a fringe top four defenseman that's where you want him in your lineup a guy that provides some size and experience which would be great for you know maybe uh, your last pairing on defense uh, defense core that's what you would like if it was the ideal situation but currently that's just not really where the stars are with their depth and hopefully some guys pan out of course and we'll, we'll learn some more as training camp goes along but uh, right now it just seems like Ryan Suter and Miro Haseklin are going to be inseparable uh, and, and that's going to be your top pairing defensively for the Dallas Stars in, in this upcoming season and we'll see how it shapes out um and of course we all have our gripes about number 20 uh, I, I'm not going to be here defending him constantly I will hold him accountable I promise just like I'll hold Miro accountable even though I told you how much uh, I love him but uh those two guys uh more than likely probably going to be up there in the most amount of minutes. And let's be honest. I think the coaching staff, they trust him and that may be an old school way of thinking in today's age, but uh, coaching staffs, they trust experience guys that have done it before. And yeah, he's going to make his fair share of mistakes. And, and we know that you got to expect that he he's lost the step, but uh, that's, uh, that's a, a little bit on Ryan Suter for this upcoming year. Uh, I got no big uh, expectations for the guy, but I, I think if he can just be solid and stay the course uh, and try not to be exposed too much by the speed of today's game, uh, I think we can uh, all, all, all take a, a giant exhale. Uh, and I know that's a, a lot to ask because people are trying to run him out of here, which which I understand to some extent I'm not quite on that bandwagon yet so maybe this is the first time we disagree on something and uh, i'm sure i'll hear about it uh quite a bit but i would love to hear your feedback on ryan Souter because i know many of you uh probably not huge fans of him uh what are your thoughts on Souter? and do you think he provides enough good to weigh out the bad and, and certain things like that. Alrighty. So that wraps up uh, the Ramiro Haskin and Ryan Suter previews. Let's go ahead and just do some expectations from the top pairing in general. I, I touched on a few of the topics here, but uh, just, I, I want to go a little bit more in depth on what the pairing of Haskinen and Suter will look like and uh, what we can expect out of number four and number 20 for this upcoming season. But in just, uh, we'll do that in just a moment, but first, Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs make you look good. They have stretched khaki shorts. They're designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look for all you hockey players out there, especially the ones that were successful, unlike myself that have big thighs and the big glutes and are struggling to find pants uh, that fit you. Bird Dogs is the way to go. They also have shorts. They do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but they fit way better. They fit. Better than your regular shorts. They're not made stiff. They're not restricting. And they have anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long, which is important in those Texas summers especially. But falls rolling around and uh, make sure you get you a pair of bird dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on. NHL or enter promo code Locked On NHL at checkout for a free Bird Dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash Locked On for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Alrighty, time for the final segment of the day where let's just go look at some overarching ideas and uh, I'll give some opinions on what we can expect from just the top pairing as a whole between Miro Haskin and Ryan Suter for this upcoming year, because more than likely they'll be playing quite a few minutes and they're going to be shouldering quite a bit of the load for this Stars D-Core, which I think has tons of question marks which I think makes this very interesting and intriguing for this upcoming year, the usage of Miro and Suter, because uh, who knows who's going to kind of crack the lineup uh, defensively with Niels Lundquist. You have Joel Hanley, who's back, who may have established himself as an everyday player now, and Gavin Bayreuther, who just signed a a one-year contract who played in Columbus last year. Uh, like who's going to be kind of that rotating guy? Maybe that's in and out of the lineup. Uh, I, I feel like we don't have the answer to that yet, uh, or or is someone going to be watching from the stands quite a bit? And someone basically, uh, or basically Pete DeBoer has his six, and he goes to that pretty much every single night, barring injury and uh, you know workload and certain things like that. But. Uh, the power play is something that I think we can expect to be pretty rocking. Uh, with, with Miro on that number one power play unit, uh, it was the league's fifth best power play. They were fifth during the that weird 56-game season, but it was the first time that the Stars had a a, uh, a top power play in the top five since 2015-16, and that was, again— the high flying offense could not stop a lick Dallas stars and and, and Miro will continue to work that. I know we touched on it earlier uh, about all the things that he brings to uh, the power play and and stuff that we have been uh, accustomed to more than likely. Another thing that I would say you can pretty much put your hat on is that this pairing is probably going to be the two uh, I, I, I would think, probably up there for the most time on ice in a star's uniform Miro for sure. He played 25 minutes last year. Uh, Suter hung around 20 minutes per game. Uh, I don't think Suter is going to get 20 per game. Maybe it goes down to 18. I don't know if that's going to be good enough for second best with guys like Harley coming up and, and, Hawk and paw Maybe we see a little bit more balanced uh, approach from the other pairings, but, Like I said earlier, I don't think Suter's going to be the second most time on ice, but he very well could be at the the same time. I would love to hear your thoughts on that as well. Uh, Just because as much as we don't think Ryan Suter should be, we thought that the last couple years, and he is. And, you know, he was frankly pretty productive uh, in those minutes. I mean, it, it wasn't out of this world. He only had 25 points or whatever it was, but it was the second most Uh, by defenseman for the stars this year. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how they get used, but Miro for sure will lead the way. Uh, It would be nice to see him get, you know, a little less just due to the fact to, to give him a break every once in a while, because I don't know how much you want to be trotting him out there. Like Ryan Suter was early in his career where he was playing almost 30 minutes a night. And he did that for a few seasons, which is incredible. And, And of course you want to have your, your best guy out there. All the time, as much as humanly possible, but over an 82 game season, uh, that's uh, a long road. There's going to be bumps and bruises and you have to take into account the last few years. uh, They've played in the playoffs. They're playing extra games. Uh, I can't remember the count, but what was it? Somewhere 20 extra games last year. I think they finished around 101 total games and and that's going to take your toll uh, on a guy the biggest concern I have about this pairing is how much can Miro really make up for the deficiencies of Ryan Suter. And I think that's one of the reasons that they like putting Suter with Miro because Miro has the ability to, to make up for a lot of the mistakes that Suter can create, maybe, you know, makes. And uh, I think that's why they're kind of inseparable. And of course, Miro can play with everybody. But let's face it, you, you don't want Suter with a guy like Hawk and Paw. Uh, That's two not very mobile defensemen, not very fleet-footed, and that can create a whole other pro- uh, amount of problems for your uh, defensive zone. So it, it, it just makes sense that these two go together due to the fact that Miro is so good that he can kind of make up for some of the deficiencies that Ryan Suter has uh, at this point. In his career. So it'll be it'll be fun to see how they get deployed uh once again, because uh, and I've mentioned it, I'm beating a dead horse, but they played so much together over the last few seasons and we'll see if Pete DeBoer wants to go uh, away from it. But they're two guys that bring a ton of experience and they they know they know what they're doing and they are used to playing with each other. They kind of have that chemistry, whether you like it or not. It, it sucks that they're both le- uh, both left-handed, so one of them has to play on the offside. But that's also just due to the fact the don't have a ton of righties. And one of the righties they had last season in Colin Miller has now been shipped off. So that's one less righty uh, you have in the group. And now you're hoping Niels Lundqvist can uh, m- maybe have a great year and guys like Gavin Ba Bay Ruther that you brought uh brought in, and then Joel Hanley on top of that. They're both lefties. So uh you kind of have your hands tied if the coaching staff at some point two lefties have to play together. And the nice thing is with Mirror, you can just plop them out there. Who cares? Like we'll figure it out. Uh and maybe that's the theme of today's episode that Mir Haskin is just the guy. All right. Norse trophy all the way this year, fourth best odds on FanDuel at plus 750. Just go ahead and book it, man. Uh, I think he gets to 85 points, and that secures himself because we all know what it's going to take for you to win a Norris. Of course, you got to be good defensively, but let's be honest. It's that point total uh, that's going to really decipher who gets the votes and whatnot. That's just the way it's been for uh, a few years now. All righty, well, that'll wrap up uh, our top pairing here, season previews for uh, some Stars defensemen. Uh, make sure to stay tuned tomorrow. We're going to get into Thomas Harley and Esselindel, which I think would be a fantastic pair of some offense and defensive balance between those two. Uh, I'm excited for Thomas Harley. I really, really am. He had an incredible little run last year in the playoffs, and he just he flashed so much. And it's going to be exciting to watch him for a full, full season. I, I think he's probably uh, – one of the few exciting guys uh, that we don't really know about. Right. Cause we know what wine Johnson can do now. And we've seen and Robertson for a couple of years. Uh, Like what's the ceiling going to be like for Thomas Harley? Is it up to that Miro expectations? Cause if, if it is and and what we probably expected of him when we drafted him uh, you know, you hit a home run with thomas harley that is for sure i want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day here on the locked on stars podcast it's a pleasure to be with you thank you so much for the warm welcome once again and all the thank you messages feel free to interact with me on twitter or x whatever they're calling it these days joey the jet 19 have some of my work on there uh, i'm staying busy doing uh some play-by-play uh in junior hockey uh we got a game coming up here on saturday so i'll be doing some prep for that as well and uh, I, I throw some highlights on there if you want to see what i sound like on the call uh, i think i'm all right every once in a while so <laughs> if you're if you're interested to see some of that work feel free to reach out and uh i'm just thrilled to be a part of this community i know i've said it so much but i'm, I'm so excited just to to be here and have the opportunity to continue uh, talking Stars hockey. All right. That'll do it for today. You have a wonderful rest of your day. Please enjoy it. And we'll be back tomorrow. So, so long, everybody.